What's going on? This is Christopher St. Germain. Thank you for joining me again on Finding His Voice. I just got home from the Thursday evening service with our pastor at New Testament Christian Church in Silver Spring in Maryland here, and we had a very nice service tonight. Pastor read from us from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, uh, verse 28, 29, 28. Yes, he said, uh, but what think ye, a certain man had two sons? And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And the son answered, I will not. But afterwards he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I will go, sir. But he went not. Whither of them did the will of his father? And they said unto him the first, Jesus say unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. And the reason for this is because these were the Pharisees. These were the ones who said, I'll do the Father's work. I'll go out and they're dressed up in their wonderful clothes and they're, you know, portraying the face of the church at that time. But they weren't doing the will of the Lord. And the first son said, I'm not going to go to work. But he repented. He said, I apologize. He thought about his father, how much he loved him, how his dad would have to do all that work on his own if if the son didn't help him. So he repented. He went out into the vineyard and he did the work himself. So that was a great, uh, great sermon tonight and very powerful. And I wanted to share that with you a little bit. Tonight we are going to be reading. We're back on schedule because I caught up from reading ahead, caught up from reading ahead. Uh, yesterday, and today we're going to be reading First Chronicles chapters 11 through 13, and the book of John chapter 9, verses 1 through 23. So, let's get started. This is Christopher St. Germain, and when I was in Korea, my pastor gave me a Bible that's very important to me, and it was a Bible that he literally read the cover off of this bible starting to fall apart now that i'm back in the states my pastor gave us just this year a challenge to read the entire bible so i thought why not use the bible that my pastor from korea gave me and it is the dake commentary version of the king james bible and we are going to read chapters every day until we get to the end of it. So it will be commentary from Dake, commentary from me, and the original script from the Bible. So that's our goal here on finding his voice. If you want to find me, find me at ChristopherStGermain.com. Now, let's get into today's reading. First Chronicles chapter 11. Then all Israel gathered themselves to David unto Hebron, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. And moreover, in time past, even when Saul was king, thou wast he that ledest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a ruler over my people Israel. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the king to Hebron, 
And David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which is the city of David. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went up first and was chief. And David dwelt in the castle thereof. They called it the city of David. And he built the city round about, even from Milo round about, and Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. These also are the chief of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom and with all Israel to make him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had, Jashobim, an Hakmonite, the chief of the captains. He lifted up his spear against 300 slain by him at one time. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dobo, the Ahohite, who was one of the three mighties. He was with David at Pastamim, and there the Philistines were gathered together to battle, where was a parcel of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines. And they set themselves in the midst of that parcel and delivered it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord saved them by a great deliverance. Now three of the thirty captains went down to the rock to David, into the cave of Adullam, and the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the hold, and the Philistines' garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. And the three brake through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, My God, forbid it me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? For with the jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mightiest. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, he was chief of the three. For lifting up his spear against three hundred, he slew them and had a name among the three. Of the three, he was more honorable than the two, for he was their captain. Howbeit he attained not to the first three. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabziel, who had done many acts. He slew two lion-like men of Moab. Also he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits high, and in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him with a staff, 
and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and had the name among the three mighties. Behold, he was honorable among the thirty, but attained not to the first three, and David set him over his guard. Also the valiant men of the armies were Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamath, the Hararite, Helez, the Pelanite, Ira, the son of Akesh, the Tekoite, Abiezer, the Antithite, Shebekai, the Hushashite, Eli, the Ahohite, Maharai, the Nephtephathite, Heled, the son of Baana, the Netophathite, Ithai, the son of Rabbi, of Gibeah, that pertained to the children of Benjamin, Benaiah, the Pirithonite, Hurai, of the brooks of Gaash, Abiel, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, and Baharumite, Eliaba, the Shalbanite, the sons of Hashem, the Gizanite, Jonathan, the son of Shegei, the Haratite, Ahiem, the son of Sakar, the Hararite, Eliaphal, the son of Ur, Hefer, the Mechatathite, Ahijah, the Pelanite, Hezro, the Caramelite, Ne'aral, the son of Ezbai, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, the son of Hegeri, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Berathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gerob, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabad, the son of Alai, Adina, the son of Shiza, the Reubenite, a captain of the Reubenites, and thirty with him. Hanan, the son of Maekah, and Josephite, the Mithnite. Uzziah, the Ashtarathite, Shema, and Jehiel, the sons of Hothan, the Erorite, Jediel, the son of Shimri, and Johah, his brother, the Tizite, Eliel, the Mahavite, and Jerabai, the and Joshaviah, the sons of Elnaam, and Ithma, the Moabite, Eliel, and Obed, and Jaziel, the Mesobite. Chapter 12. Now these are they that came to David to Ziklag, while he yet kept himself close because of Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men helpers of the war. They were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows out of a bow, even of Saul's brethren of Benjamin. The chief was Ahiezer, then Joash, the sons of Shemaiah, the Gibeathite, and Jeziel, the Pellet, the sons of Asmaveth, and Barakah, and Yehu, the Antithite, and Ismaiah, the Gibeonite, a mighty man among the thirty, and over the thirty, and Jeremiah, and Jehaziel, and Johanan, 
and Josephad, Geredathite, Eluzai, and Jeremoth, and Bealiah, and Shemariah, and Shephatiah, the Harufite, Elkanah, and Josiah, and Azariel, and Joezer, and Jashobiam, the Korhites, and Joela, and Zebadiah, the sons of Jeroham of Gedor. And of the Gadites, there separated themselves unto David into the hold to the wilderness, men of might and men of war fit for battle. They could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as the roes upon the mountains. Ezer the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, Machbanai the eleventh. These were the sons of Gad, captains of the hosts. One of the least was over a hundred and the greatest over a thousand. These are they that went over Jordan in the first month when it had overflown all his banks, and they put to flight all them of the valleys, both toward the east and toward the west. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to hold unto David. And David went out to meet them and answered and said unto them, If ye be come peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye be come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and rebuke it. Then the spirit came upon Amasai, who was the chief of captains, and he said, Thine we are, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse, peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them and made them captains of the band. And there fell some of the Manasseh to David when he came with the Philistines against Saul to battle. But they helped them not, for the lords of the Philistines upon advisement sent him away, saying he will fall to his master Saul to the jeopardy of our heads. As he went to Ziklag, there fell to him of Manasseh Adnah and Josabad and Jediazel and Michael and Josabad and Elihu and Zilthai, captains of the thousands that were of Manasseh. And they helped David against the band of rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor and were captains in the host. For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. And these are the numbers of the bands that were ready armed to the war and came to David to Hebron to turn the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. The children of Judah that bear shield and spear were 6,800 ready armed to the war. Of the children of Simeon, mighty men of valor for the war, 7,100. And of the children of Levi, 4,600. And Jehoiada was the leader of the Aaronites, and with him were 3,700. And Zadok, a young man mighty of valor, 
and of his father's house twenty and two captains. And of the children of Benjamin, the kindred of Saul, three thousand, for hitherto the greatest part of them had kept the ward of the house of Saul. And the children of Ephraim, twenty thousand and eight hundred mighty men of valor, famous throughout the house of their fathers. And of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000, which were expressed by name, to come and make David king. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, 50,000, which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. And of Naphtali, a thousand captains, and with them, with shield and spear, thirty and seven thousand. And of the Danites, expert in war, twenty and eight thousand and six hundred. And of Asher, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, forty thousand. And on the other side of Jordan, of the Reubenites, and of the Gadites, and of the half-tribe of Manasseh, with all manner of instruments of war for the battle, a hundred and twenty thousand. All these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron, to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. And there they were with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, they that were nigh them, even unto Issachar, and Zebulun, and Naphtali, brought bread on asses, and on camels, and on mules, and on oxen, and meat, meal, cakes of figs, and bunches of raisins, and wine, and oil, and oxen, and sheep abundantly. For there was joy in Israel. Chapter 13 And David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds, and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, If it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in all the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and Levites, which are in the cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us, and let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And all the congregations said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David gathered all Israel together from Shehor of Egypt, even unto the entering of Hemath, to bring the ark of God from Kirjath-Jearim. And David went up in all Israel to Baalah, that is, to Kirjath-Jearim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord, that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. 
And when they came unto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. And David was displeased, because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, wherefore that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? So David brought not the ark home to himself to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obedidom, the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obedidom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obedidom and all that he had. This concludes 1 Chronicles chapter 13. The book of John chapter 9, verses 1 through 23. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the work of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Shiloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay, and anointed mine eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Shiloam, and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? 
His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents, because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already, that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, said his parents, he is of age, ask him. This concludes John chapter 9, verses 1 through 23. So the first time I read the Bible, I read the New International Version, and I had read it from cover to cover. And it didn't occur to me that the books were reflecting each other. I thought that it was all, you know, linear. It was going from one date to the next date. But now that I'm reading Chronicles again, and we're going back to the story of David and how he was, you know, king and the, and the things that he had done. And earlier when we were reading, it said, are not these acts written in the books of Kings of Chronicles? And so now I'm seeing that the story is retelling itself and we're going deeper into some areas. So I think that's really cool that we're getting a lot more information from the latter books that were reflected in the former books. And how is it that you can keep that amount of history in days when you didn't have computers and you didn't have, you know, even, even the scribes. And I mean, Moses wrote on stone tablets, right? The scribes are copying everything down to make sure that it's perfect. But for so many generations, the, all the stories were transferred from mouth to ear. Like it was somebody's job to memorize certain stories and pass it on to the next generation. So I feel like I'm, sort of tied in with this, even if I'm not pronouncing everything correctly, and I promise I'm going to learn these names, I'm going to search out my local synagogue and ask them if they can give me some instruction on how to properly pronounce some of these words. So even if I don't learn it in a day, uh, I will be able to share it with you, and you will know how they are properly pronounced, because I'm sure that I'm not doing it correctly. So, tomorrow we are going to be reading the book of Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapters 14 through 19, and the book of John chapter 9, verse 24 through chapter 10, verse 21. So, I'm looking forward to that. We will see you tomorrow. God bless you.